Good morning, God's wonderful people. Here we are at the beginning of a new day, the dawn of a new beginning, the time in which we have to once more give God praise, to once more bless His name and honor Him. Today, let's, let us determine in our hearts that we are going to be what God has created us to be. We are going to fulfill the plan God has for us today. Take time out today. Discover the plan that God has for you for today. Because each day, God has a work for you. Each day, God has a plan for you to accomplish something for Him. Something that brings Him glory. Ascertain that plan. Find out from God what that plan is. And He will reveal it to you. He will show you what that plan is. He will communicate that to you. And together, you and Him can accomplish that plan for today. Let today be a day in which you can stand at the end of it all and say, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith, and henceforth I enter another day with the same resolve that I'm going to bring glory to God's name. In this, our study of Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 to 26, we are now looking at the Spirit fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. We have looked at love and joy. Now we are looking at peace. And in this, we are analyzing the Hebrew word for peace, shalom. Shalom is spelled with a sheen, a lamed, and a mem. We have already analyzed the sheen and the lamed. Today, we'll analyze the final letter, and that is the mem. Shalom, we all know this word from hearing it around, and we know it means peace. But we are analyzing the Hebrew word, the Hebrew letters that form this word because we understand that an analysis of the Hebrew letters will unveil more truth concerning the concept of peace. And we want to know what peace is. We want to know how to attain peace. We want to know how to live in peace. What does it mean? What does it have to offer us? And to, to get this information, it's all in the word. In the Hebrew word, Shalom. So let's look at this final letter, the letter Mem. We have already looked at the Mem in a previous pod, um, episode of this podcast. And we have analyzed it and we have drawn conclusions from it concerning another word. But here it is again in this word Shalom. And we want to analyze it again. But we're not going to just regurgitate the things that we went through before. There's no reason for us to go back over it and not add additional information. Because again, the way this letter is used in one word is not necessarily the same way it's used in another word. Because there are various aspects to the components of this letter. And so, some words will bring out certain components of the letter, while others may not bring out that component that is in another word. So with this understanding, we have, we have to analyze this letter in its fullness and then come to understand how it brings out the concept that is in this word. The pictogram for the mem, we already know, is water. Water is, the, is one of the four elements of creation because there's water, earth, wind, and fire. Or it could be water, earth, air, and fire. Water is essential to life and supports life. Approximately 
of the Earth's surface is covered with water. Some would say 70 to 80% of the Earth is covered in water. Man's body is approximately 70% water. Or you could say two-thirds water. Two-thirds of our body is water. All living things depends on water to live. That is the essence of this component that we have called water. It is very important to life. You cannot live without water. So much so that we can conclude to say that water gives life. A person can go for days, maybe even a month or more without food. Maybe months without food. But cannot last very long without water. Because water gives life and water is essential to life. Water supports life. Water, as they say, is life. But you know already that I don't subscribe to that statement in totality. That water is life. No. Water gives life. Water supports life. Water is an integral part of life. Without water, you can't live. The first place in, in um, the Bible where the mem is used as the beginning of a root word is in Genesis 1 verse 2. This we already know. In the word mayim. The word mayim is the Hebrew word for water. Alright. Now here it says the earth was covered with water and the spirit of God moved or hovered over the water. This brings out another aspect to the, this um, concept of, of the mem. Water. The earth was cradling water. And, and this reminds me of, of the baby in the womb. That the baby is cradled in water in the womb. And then it is brought forth out of that water. So we could say from this that water is the cradle of life. It brings life. It gives life. Because the baby is formed in water and developed in water and then comes from water into this world. So the water cradles life. In other words, the concept here is that this element is the giver of uh, our supporter of life. Now, in the, in the teachings of the rabbis, they teach you that the shape of the mem is like a womb. Alright? So there, there are two forms to the mem. There is the, the open mem and the closed mem. So the, the mem with the opening at one end is the one that is used at the beginning and inwards. But the closed mem is always used at the end of words. Now, the one that is used at the beginning of words and within words, I'll call it the normal mem. The other that is at the end of the word is called the final mem or the mem suffit. Alright, now the, the normal mem, like we say, has an opening. And, and that opening, you know, the rabbis teaches that this opening is the opening of the womb. Right, so, so that is a, a, a childbirth. And then the closed mem, it, it represents the nine months that, that, mem, that the womb is closed with the baby inside. So that's what they teach, is about, they teach about the mem. But also, they'll teach you that the opening, the open mem, is the open body of water like the ocean or the sea or the river. One that flows. And the final mem is like a, the closed mem is a, is, is a closed water body. Like a pond or a lake. 
there's no opening it does it, a pond has no opening where water runs out it's a enclosed water a closed, closed water body and that's what it, the, the mem also carry that concept in it the closed body of water the open body of water but a remarkable thing that the talmud teaches is what i want to bring out today in respect of these two forms of the mem the talmud teaches that the open mem represent the revealed truth of torah because water is comparable to the word of god so the word of god is water so that's what the bible teaches that the word of god is water remember in ephesians chapter 5 verse 26 it says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word so the word of god is water and for the for the rabbis the word of god is water the torah is water and it, just as our water support life and man cannot live without water if you go for at, at least three days without water your body start to react your body will start to react your body will start to react in that it will start to you know feed on itself to get water because it has to get water and so you'll see your body reacting whether you're gonna have rashes for some persons they begin to see rashes on their skin for some person they begin to swell so the swelling start to happen and the rashes will start to come on your skin because your body is crying out for water so the body cannot survive without water in the same way your spirit you cannot live without the word of god because you are spirit you're not body you're not flesh you are spirit and so you cannot survive without the word of god that's what the bible says in in deuteronomy 8 man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceed out of the mouth of god you cannot live without the word of god without the word of god you are walking dead and so therefore my friends we have to understand the word of god is water and so that's what the talmud teaches and here's it teaches in the talmud that the open mem represent the revealed truth of god's word the revealed truth of torah it reveals it it, it, it represents the revealed torah and the closed mem represent the torah's secrets now here is where sometimes friends persons will get all hanged up about individuals who, who talk about the hidden truth in the bible and they don't believe that there are hidden truth. That when you see a word in the Bible, it doesn't have any hidden meaning. It, is, it means just what it, it means, what it means on the surface. That's just what it means. Now, for these individuals, they, they, will, they will go through the Bible. They will see these um, remarkable things in the Bible. For example, the, 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 the number seven, it will permeate many things throughout the Bible. For example, the first verse of the Bible has 28 letters that's four times seven now all through the bible you'll see these different things coming out in the bible and persons will not see that as meaning anything again for in in, in the first um verse of the bible there are six alephs six alephs and and they, they they wouldn't see a meaning to that they don't they wouldn't see an ascribe meaning to that however the the, the rabbis will teach you that those six the, the, those six um aleph it represents the six thousand years of man rule it's the six thousand years that man will rule for because man's rule will come to an end when that little stone is cut out of the rock and strike that image on its feet that will bring an end to the rule of man and that's six thousand years now all of these things are there but they don't think they have a meaning but my friends one doesn't have to look far to really see that there are some hidden truths in the bible because how can you deny these truths that are hidden there? 
How can you then conclude that these words mean nothing? There's no hidden meaning to these words. Let me ask you something. The God who created this universe, he created this universe and this earth. And in the belly of the earth, he hides diamond and gold. In the belly of this earth, he hides some precious metals and precious stones. How is it then that the same God who hides gold in the belly of the earth, that you have to dig to get it, that hides diamond in the belly of the earth, they have to dig down to get to that diamond and go through some rigors of searching. People lose their lives searching for diamond. People lose their lives searching for gold in the earth. How then, the same God who does that, writes a, a book. He writes a book with a message and that book has no hidden message. Mm. We will never believe that. Proverbs 25 verse 2 says, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. That is the God we serve. It is his glory to hide a thing. It is the honor of a king to search it out. It is our honor to search it out. It's God's glory to hide it. It's our honor to search it out. So there are hidden things in the word. Let's not deny that. There are hidden truths there. Let me give you an example. And this is not a, a one, you'd have to search far for this one. It's, it's kind of surface. In the book of Genesis, uh, the first five verses, in the first five verses of Genesis, if you take the first tav, that is in the word bereshit, that's the last letter of the first word, tav, starting from the first tav, you count 50 letters away, you end up with a vav, which is the which represents also the of the vowel o all right then you count 50 letters after that vav and you get the resh right which is equivalent to our r and then 50 letters from that resh you get the hey now that you'll end up with tav vav resh hey do you know what that spells that spells torah now you do that at the beginning of each of these five books and you'll find Torah in the same way. Starting with the first tab, counting 50 letters, it always spells out Torah. Now in one book, it will spend, spell it backwards. That's Leviticus. Now tell me something, friends. Can that not mean anything? Can that be something that is just there, doesn't mean anything? I will never believe that. Also, my friends, the Hebrew alphabet... The Hebrew alphabet, first letter is Aleph, last letter is Tav. You know what the middle letter is when you add, when you count also the different forms of these letters, the final forms of these, there are five letters with a final form. When you add in those letters, Mem is the middle letter of the alphabet. So you, it's Aleph, Mem, Tav. You know what that spells? That spells the word Emet. Emet is the Hebrew word for truth. So from Aleph, Mem, Tav. Emet, that spells truth. The Hebrew alphabet declares to us that these are the components of God's truth. These are the components of truth. That these letters in the writings and all they use, they declare truth. Truth is the essence of it all. Friends, it cannot be that the God who created this language, the God who created this language and gives it to man, and, and, that, and that's his language of God, and he writes a book, and you see these various things in it, hidden things in it, and they don't mean anything? No, couldn't be. So the mem represent the revealed truth of Torah, 
and also represent the hidden secrets of the of the Torah. So it is for us friends to find these things. See, the many things that has been found cannot have no meaning. So let's not play around with these truths that are there in the word of God. Let's search and find it out. That's why we study the Bible, to learn the truth it contains, to learn the truths that are hidden. There are layers to the truth of God. Layers. You'll find that you have a million preachers and they preach from the same text and each preacher unveils or uncover a truth that that text declare. So therefore, my friends, the word of God is living, it's active, it's dynamic. There are in truth there. Find out. The mem brings that out. The mem bears that out because the word of God is water. So the mem represents also the word of God. It is the word of God. We had said also that the form of the mem is, is made from a calf and a vav. And in this, we declare and we understand that the calf means to support or to lift up. And the vav means to connect. It also, you know, in its value, it points to creation. So, therefore, my friends, we understand from this that the mem speaks to the support of life, supporting life. Because that's the life. Water supports life. Water supports all of creation. Creation rests upon water. Creation depends on water to exist and to survive. So water is essential to life. So is the word of God. The value of the men we say is 40. And 40 is the number of birth. Birthing. 40, that probationary period of 40, and gives birth to a newness, a new dawn, a new beginning. That's what this number, this letter and this number declares to us. It's a number of birthing, number of a new beginning. Also, we declare, we said to you that the number 26 comes out of adding the calf and the vav. 26, and that's the number for God's name. So mem, mem's power is from God. God is represented by this mem. So God is right there. Water. The power of water is from God. That's God. When the floods came, that was the hand of God. When the waters come and washed over this earth and, 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 and was over the earth for these various numbers of days, for 40 days and 40 nights, water fell. Therefore, my friends, God put the earth through a rebirthing. When Noah and his sons came out of the ark, they walked upon a new earth. You might wonder, where were these bodies of people that had died? Where had they gone? For the period they were under the water, those bodies would have deteriorated. But when Noah and his sons walked out, they walked upon a new earth. It was a new dawn for them. It was the birthing of a new earth that they walked onto. Things were not the same. Now they had seasons. Before they never had the seasons. But now they had seasons. Things were changed. That was a different earth they walked onto. So 40 is a number of birthing. The probationary period of Israel in the wilderness was a period of birthing for them as well. The people that walked into the promised land, the people who walked into the promised land after that 40 years was a new people. In the Bible, it, was said, that it is said that those who were 20 years and under were the ones who were there who came out of Egypt. 
but those who were over 20 all died in the wilderness. A new nation was born that came into the promised land. It was a Joshua generation. It was a new nation of people who were now zealous for God. So therefore, my friends, we have to understand the mem communicates that to us. In our next episode, we'll bring it all together and bring all these letters and their components together to understand truly what peace means based on what we have learned from these letters. So join me again in our next episode when we bring this all to a close and bring it together to bring a full understanding of this concept of peace. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Today, my friends, we have looked at the final letter in the word Shalom. And it is our intent to understand what peace is. And understanding what peace is, the intent is for us to live in peace and to acquire and to be at peace. Here we see, friends, that Paul talks about a peace that passes all understanding. It's a peace that goes beyond understanding, a peace that goes beyond our comprehension. This is the peace of God. This is the peace that we're talking about. We want to understand this peace. We want to know what it's all about. We want to know how to get it. How do we live in peace? How do we be at peace? That is our intent. So today, my friends, let us hold on to our God and do what this word says. Whatever is bothering your mind, by prayer and supplication, tell it to God and allow the peace of God to keep your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you today for your goodness, your love, your mercies. But Lord, we want to thank you, O God, for your peace. Your peace that passes all understanding. Your peace that is meant to keep our hearts through Christ Jesus. Your peace that will bring us into your presence and keep us in your presence. And bring us, O God, above everything where we live on the heights. Where we can sleep like you in the middle of our storms. Where we can ride the waves and not be bothered, not be perturbed by them are turned over by them where we can go through the obstacles of life with full confidence and full assurance that you our God is with us the peace that passed all understanding father help us O Lord and grant us this we ask that we should continue to walk in your peace and live by your peace we give you thanks in Jesus name amen have a great day now my friends and do remember that God loves you and I do too.